When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to High and Tight on Game Time CT, the high school baseball podcast. I'm Scott Erickson. We are joined, as always, by Pete Guaga. Pete, how you doing, buddy? Good. I uh, I got to go to Ward Staples yesterday. Uh, what yeah. a great game for August 10th. Yeah, August 10th, April 10th. Uh, you know, Austin Howard for Ward, Hero Wide for Staples. It was a really, really good game. Two teams that we're going to see again. I mean, they play in the regular season, but they're probably the two favorites in the FCAC. They're probably two of the favorites in Double L. So this is chapter one of what could be a handful of matches. A uh, handful of matches was a soccer. A handful of games between <laughs> uh, these programs. And even if you know, if it's not Wyatt going for Staples, they got guys Zajac. If it's not. Howard for Ward, you know, could be Polly, could be Dowd, could be Patty. So we're we're going to see these teams again. So I was really excited. It was nice to see chapter. What was the uh, scout situation there? Uh, I think there was four scouts, four scouts oh, from MLB light. teams. Light, a little, a little light. light. Um, but Hero, <laughs> I mean, he was great. The scouts were asking about Howard. Yeah, I felt like the smartest person in the room because Howard's a sophomore, and all these scouts are like, "Oh, who is this kid? Like, do we know if he's committed anywhere?" And I'm like, Ahem. "Actually, he's uh, he's committed to Louisville." Uh, yeah. I I know a thing or two. And they looked at me. I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> like, be quiet, dude. Please. Yeah, they're like, "Just go." Uh, um, yeah, I saw some of the video that you guys posted, you and Will, and I read uh, Will's story, and I know we're going to have a feature on on Hero coming up. So, uh, yeah, from what I understand, he looked great yesterday. He looked, and what he I looked saw, awesome. He looked great. So. He looked uh, mature, yeah. uh, composed, even when you know he battled. I mean, that tells you a lot about a guy who who can dominate, and then when he can't dominate, is he still able to get out of innings, you know, shut down rallies, uh, move past battle through? I mean, he went a complete game, first complete game of his high school career. I think he only threw like 90 pitches, 89 pitches, 74% for strikes in both of his starts. He's got 24 strikeouts this year. I mean, only two walks. I mean, he is night and day from what he was last year, and it's really incredible to see because – a lot of kids come in with hype. They're committed here. They're committed there. They're committed everywhere. And, uh, you know, to see it kind of come together, it, it it was really cool to watch. And, and the Howard kid from Ward is phenomenal as well. Yeah, two really good teams. Two teams we expect to be top 10 teams all season. Two teams we expect to compete for the Double L Championship. Um, these teams are going to beat up each other a little bit this year, especially in the FCI. Like, there's some really, really good teams in the FCI and the SEC this year. And they're just going to knock each other around from time to time, you know. And that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, yeah. There's going to be some good teams that don't even make the FCI playoffs this year, then end up in the states and and making runs because I think that league is is really really talented this year. Um, I think the SEC is really talented too. So I think between the two of them, it's it's going to be great. And then the CCC also I think has some really good players. We're going to talk to Southington coach, our guest this week, uh, Stan Switala. Um, He's very outspoken on Twitter. He's been there for two seasons. 
Uh, we really like Coach Stan, and I think he's doing great things up there at Sunnington. So we're excited to talk to him later in the show. Uh, but first, you want to talk about this this poll that's coming out today? It came out. It's already out. Already out. Recording it? Tuesday afternoon. Are you shaking See your head? it? I'm, yeah, oh, I don't it like out. it. That's right. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I as I was doing it, I was like, Pete's going to be annoyed with almost every aspect. Of I this, am so of this mad poll. about this. What one of the things I'm not mad about is we are we can't really control the dates and everything like that. So it's just going to happen in terms of games being played Monday are not going to affect the voting. That's right. something the we're going to have Monday to get past. Count? Yeah. That's not yeah. what I'm upset about. What I am upset about <laughs> three games, right? It's a week. It's baseball. This isn't the football poll. I feel like a broken record. I say this every year. It's like you got to sit and wait. Like I think I made one adjustment from my preseason poll. I still believe that these teams are good. Coaches aren't you know they're not playing at a hundred percent their starters are going four innings they're going five innings they're going three innings they're working them up you know they're giving 50 60 pitches they're not you know throwing them for 110 in a game in april right you know like right. we had the belief you had the belief in your preseason poll we're doing crazy stuff we collectively as the voter and i'm not saying that these teams don't deserve it and they could be here at the end of the year i just think it's too early to tell i mean Staples drops from four to six because they lost on a walk-off to Fairfield Prep, who has like 13 Division One guys. And then that Fairfield Prep team that beat Staples falls out of the poll. Like, yeah, I mean, what I are we doing? I kind of understand why Prep fell out of the poll because, you know, you're one and two, one and three. So people just will move you down. Uh, people see that Xavier beats uh, Ward, so they want to move them up. I get it. Um, I don't have a major problem with that. Uh it's just the sliding around that's kind of weird because it's like Ward's got no look. I'll tell you that Ward is the number one team again, uh, and both their losses are one run games. The game mm -hmm. yesterday they had to come, you know, Staples had to come back in the last inning and rally. They were, well, they were down two, right? They were down the two. Inning. Yeah, they scored three in the final inning with one out. Yeah. Like baseball is like baseball can come at you like that, and it doesn't mean that Ward's not really good. Ward's really good. Hey, guess yeah. what? Fairfield Prep's really good too, and yep. they're gonna be there. We think at the end of the season, you know, like last year, you could have said Notre Dame, West Haven, zero and four, and you kept saying all season, "Hey, this team's pretty good. This team's pretty good." And guess what? They made it to the state semifinals. They were pretty good. Yeah. And guess what? They're pretty good again, and they barely got any votes this week. I was because... the only one who voted for them in the preseason. Now, look, it's really hard to vote this time of year. Yep. It's really hard. You're not 100% about what teams have, who's going to pitch well, who's going to hit well, who's going to step up. You know, So Guilford gets in the top 10 this week because they walked off Law, and Law was number 10 before that. Is Guilford going to end up being better than Law in the long run? I don't know. Huh. I, 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 who knows? But yeah. they're number 10 now. St. Joe's hasn't lost, so they've moved into number 9. St. Joe's is playing Woodland this weekend. Let's go see how they do against Woodland. I don't know if they're going to face Belcher on Saturday. Probably not, but... You know, let's see how they do when they when they play that game and when they get into the teeth of their FCX schedule, which has been difficult the last couple of seasons. Um, no. And it's just know, it's weird. We talked about and the schedule. You have to look at schedules. You have to yeah. look at schedules too. Like Ward played the hardest schedule of any team in the state so far. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can argue against that, right? Like nope. Bethel, Newtown, Xavier, Amity, Staples. Doesn't get much better than that. No. So do I vote for them ahead of Ludlow, who's 3-0 and maybe didn't play as many good teams? I, I do. No. I look at that stuff. But 
I don't know if everybody does. I just think I know baseball, that everybody. I know that everybody does not. I, I yeah, mean, I just it's just with me with not. baseball. It's a wait and see. Uh, you know, we talked about it last time. You know, Ward lost to Ridgefield. Ridgefield lost two games in the same week. I still voted Ward one, even though they lost to Ridgefield. Yeah. You know, it was a close game. It was a one-run game. They both had their aces on the hill, like. You know, and then Ward lost another game without their ace on the hill. And it's like, well, how do you value that? You know, and for me, it's who do I think is going to be there at the end of the year? And uh, with baseball, it's just it's a wait and see. I mean, I can't put too much crazy stuff on games in April. Uh, you know, we saw it last year with prep. I think they finished the year on an 11-game win streak before they got bounced in the state tor- tor- tournament. Like, I'm pretty sure prep skyrocketed all the way up to one or two or three in the, in the last poll before the state tournament because they won the SEC. So... As much as you know, until I we love hit May, voting. until we hit May, that that first week in May, then yeah. and we can really take stock of where teams are. Like, yeah. look, these teams are coming in here. They got like two week preseason. The weather's crummy. It's getting better now, but you know sometimes the weather's really cold and crummy. Like you just don't know what you got. Yeah, and you don't know what no, anyone's got. And teams yeah. are going to upset other teams, and it's going to happen. And then, yep. like you said, have conviction in the teams you believe are the best teams. That's how I vote. That's how you vote. No, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. And there's certain teams that don't get votes. No, yeah. but other teams get very high votes. I will tell you that a voter voted St. Paul number two. I don't believe that. Yeah, that same voter didn't vote for Southington at all. Difficult. Yeah. For so, me to, to... and the benefit is we get something to talk about each week. <laughs> so right I, 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 I mean, I do. I do love that. And four teams got voted uh, first place votes which is also going to happen this time of year. Uh, but go on Game Time CT. You can check out the poll. Uh, we also posted our top performers from the first week and our games to watch uh, coming up. We got some good games coming up. Uh, but go on Game Time CT and check all that stuff out. Um, but right now, we're going to get to Stan Switala. I am really excited to talk to this guy. Um, in his first season last year, obviously, the situation with Charles Lembo, uh, you know, Coach Lembo got sick. And Switala was supposed to be there to be the, the pitching coach, ended up taking over the program and brought them to a state final. And we're going to ask the coach, what does Southington have to do to win a state final? Because they've been in a bunch now. No. What do they have to do to win? Uh, but we're going to get to that interview with Coach Stan Switala uh, right now. We are joined now on High and Tight by Southington coach Stan Switala. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here, man. I watched you guys last year. I watched you last week, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you took over a really good program up there in Southington. You guys made it to the state finals last year. What do you got to do to get over that hump for Southington? You guys have made a few state finals here in the last uh, you know, five or six years. That's what I hear. I mean, it's only year two for me, so I'm still getting used to the whole Connecticut high school baseball, LLL, MS, all this other type of stuff. Um you know, for us, man, it's really just taking it game by game. I mean, uh, we're trying not to overlook anything. We're trying to play, you know, you know, we, we played Hall yesterday, really good team Hall. Let's get through Hall, and then let's worry about the next team. You know, we got Glastonbury tomorrow. So just taking it game by game. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can get to that state final again and, and, and you know, you know, turn it around from 1999, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you took over for a legend there uh, in Lembo. What, what was that process like, and uh, how have you found the transition over the last two years? Yeah. So, you know, you guys know, you know, I, I've been in California the last 18 years or so, um, you know, coaching high school out there. My, my wife and I were both retired law enforcement. We wanted to come back to the East Coast. I grew up in Long Island um, and we picked Connecticut, uh, talked to a couple, you know, 
uh, high school coaches out here. Um, uh, and coach Lembo was great. I mean, just a great fit. You know, I was going to be his pitching coach, um, and just kind of ease into the whole Southington Connecticut thing. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, the way it happened, you know, you know, not, not a great situation at all. It was really tough. Um, he was a great guy. Um, I talked to him all the time. We used to talk three or four hours in California. Um, and he's like, you need to come to Southington. This is where you need to go. He, he loves Southington. Um, and, and I love it. It's a great town. It's a great baseball town. Um, so that's kind of how we kind of, you know, we kind of got here. We bought a house, you know, online, sight unseen, brand new house. And, and I showed up and I say, I told my wife, I hope I like this house because if I don't like it, like we're selling it and moving somewhere else. Um, but, but I got there and uh, it's great. The, the town's great. I mean, you guys know it's a great, it's a great sports town. It's a great town. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be the coach there. I'm lucky, to, lucky to get the job. Yeah. You know, you said you were in California for the last 18 years. You grew up on the East coast, Long Island guy. Uh, what has been the biggest, maybe adjustment or something like not a surprise, but a biggest like, Oh, like, you know, you're obviously still learning how it works in Connecticut. Like you said, with the double L's and stuff, what has been maybe the biggest surprise of like co co coaching here that you're like, that's a lot different than California. Yeah. yeah you know, the, the biggest thing here is everything is, is like rushed so much, you know, like you start the season, there's, there's really no off season workouts. Um, you can't work with your players. You know, the CIAC has so many rules that you can't do this. You can't do that. California, it's just a lot more, um, I would say, flexible. And, you know, the season starts, you know, January 30th. And, and then you can wait a few weeks. You know, uh, you know, we do tryouts out here. And then like a week later, you're into games. Um, so just trying to get your kids prepared is the probably the biggest thing because we don't have that much time to prepare them for games. And that's kind of like the biggest thing for me is like, you know, how do we get these guys ready in such a short amount of time? Yeah, Are you allowed to pretty- coach them in California off season? Sorry. Yeah, there's no, there, yeah, there's no, yeah, no restriction. And then what, I mean, it seems obvious, but what are the benefits of that, uh, you know, being able to work with your kids year round? Yeah. I mean, and, and I didn't coach them, you know, in travel ball or anything like that, but we did off season workouts, you know, when the, when the summer came, you know, like one day a week we had pitchers come, you know, the next day we would have infielders come and the next day we would have hitters come. So like three days a week, we would work with the guys. So, I mean, it's getting, it's getting used to the new freshmen coming in. It's getting used to the guys coming up from JV to varsity, you know, learning your system. We would do some classroom work and work on our signs. So it's a big advantage. I mean, the time you get to the season, you're, you're, you're kind of ready to go, you know, for the most part. Um, and out here it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult. And, and I complain to my assistant coach, Joe Stamilio all the time, like, like, what's going on? Like, why aren't we like, you know, stepping up in Connecticut right now? And, and, and like, you know, being able to at least work maybe not year round, but maybe, you know, a month or two earlier, you know, um, the game season shorter, there's only 20 games out here. I was hoping it would be 24 to 28, you know, it'd be nice to see them kind of extend games. Cause I think 20 games is so fast. I mean, I have my fifth game coming up tomorrow and I'm 25% done with my season. Oh, just wait till so, we get a just wait till we get a rainy spring. Then you'll be playing. You know, eight, you'll be playing. Uh, we had a team a couple of years ago, Lewis Mills. They played fifteen games in seventeen days because yeah, of rain. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah it gets just it gets crazy. It's a sprint here, um, and like you know, you talk to some coaches around the state who've been doing this a while. Like April's like a feeling out period. It's like yeah, you know, we all we got to do is get to eight wins. You know, all you got to do is get to eight to get to the state. So they really, some schools programs use it as kind of like a feeling out period. If they have like a lot of new guys, it, it's very fascinating to watch because obviously teams get better as the year goes or they get better, they get worse. You know, they, they change, but there's very few teams that go a hundred percent in April and they're playing, you know, in at Palmer field in June, you know? 
Right, you're right. Yeah, it, it, there's some differences too. It, there's definitely big differences, and you know that you know we're moving. You're moving guys up from JV to varsity. You know, like you know they're up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm trying to get the right fit because you know it, it's tough. Who's that right guy? And you know, really, like you, you think about it, you go with like who's hot right now. You have you have 20 games to get it done. You got 20 games to get the best record and and try to you know get that one of those top seedings. And it's 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 quick. It moves quick. Yeah, and then it's uh, then it's a one game playoff. It's a one-game playoff, which is tough. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of good teams there with a lot of good arms. How do you look yeah. at the positions when, when you come in? I mean, you, obviously, you graduate certain spots. So you know, like, I might need a right fielder. I might need a second baseman, whatever it is. Is every position open for competition when you come in? Or have you kind of have an idea, at least, where you want guys? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, um, there we have probably – there was about three three players returning. As you know, you know, I had some sophomores up last year, which I guess is, like, unheard of in Southington, right? Uh, oh, first double L, yeah. <laughs> thank God we went to the state final and I got the job, but yeah, because you know you, you can hear it. But I mean, uh, you know, for us, like, listen, the best players play. It, it is what it is. If we, you know, we have a, we have a freshman right now that's you know kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit. He's a really good hitter, and he has some at bats on varsity. He's on JV right now, and he kind of bounces back. Um, but you know, I, I had three guys. I mean, you know, Colin Crowley. You know, I think he's going to be one of the best players in the state next year. I think he's that. You know. He's he's great. He's a great kid. He's a great player. I, I think you know he has a chance to be that player and actually be the Gatorade Player of the Year. He's that good. Um, you know he's coming in as a shortstop. He's gonna be the shortstop for the next two years while I'm here. You know until he graduates. And we had Caden Angelo coming in and he's gonna play third base. And I had Jaden Maya uh, playing center field, which I think Jaden Maya is one of the best players you know in the CCC without a doubt. Um, and besides that, everything was kind of open. So you know we had ten returners and you know we had three guaranteed spots. I mean, it's good that's to kind have of, oh, go ahead, at please. least the guys up the middle back, right? You know, it's that's where the strength of the team is so having your shortstop and your center fielder back. At least makes it a little <laughs> bit easier at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, you know, funny thing is, Jaden Maya took over for Jackson Rizicki, who's at UNC right now. So, so Jaden used to play left field, and now we switched over to center. But you know, I told him that you're going to play center field next year. So it was good to at least have a conversation at the end of the season. Hey, get as many center field reps as you can. Yeah. You know, wherever you're playing travel ball, to be ready for center field. Um, so that that stuff kind of helps. Now, are you looking just at their stats? Like this guy's hitting 400, so he's going to play. Or are you looking at kids like this kid's ripping the ball, but he's hitting 200? Like, how do you weigh that? Like, and again, short season—that's really hard, right? It is, you know. And I, and I'm a stat guy. I'm a big staff guy, but I'm also a guy that I, you know I know baseball. If a guy's hitting the ball hard and he's just making hard outs, then that guy still has to stay in the lineup. But you know, you know, I'm up till three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning trying to put a lineup together. I got about four kids right now that I know who are going to hit and then five through nine right now I'm, I'm shifting things around you know last year we weren't very consistent in the lineup I was moving people around all the time and that's just kind of what I do I kind of go with the hot bat and we move guys up and then if you, you kind of cool off a little bit either you know you, you drop down a little bit do you weigh game stuff more than like a kid who might be a what I call a showcase superstar who comes in and says hey my exit velo is this my pop times this like are you just looking at them in their games and, and in practice I am. I mean, you know, uh, I've been doing this for a long time and this, this exit velo thing is like, Hey, it's great. You know, I tell people, you know, you got a hundred mile hour exit velo, but you're 0 for 15 right now. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good in the game. Um, but you, it doesn't mean you don't have the tools to get there, but you just might not be game ready right now. So that's a big thing for me. Um, I, I don't go over the exit velo too much. Um, you know, I go with the hot bat. That's that's kind of really what it is. And who can hit in games? There's a lot of kids right now that that struggle in games. Kids can't hit curveballs. I, I noticed the biggest piece I think you guys asked me before, a lot of guys in Connecticut throw a lot of curveballs. There's 
there's, you know, you have a group of high end pitchers, but you have a lot of guys that are like 75 to 78 miles an hour, kind of, you know, average high school fastballs that if you have a good curveball in Connecticut, you're doing extremely well and guys can't hit curveballs. That's the biggest piece. That's the biggest piece I've kind of learned, but yeah, they made a movie about it with Clint Eastwood. Right. Tr- trouble <laughs> with the curve. <laughs> All right, that's my that's my one terrible terrible joke. Wasn't that good of a movie? Either. It was a good movie. Good movie. <laughs> uh, I you know, Coach. I thought it was good. Eh, not one of Clint Eastwood's best. Not a fan <laughs> of Justin Timberlake as an actor. Let's just say that. Um, but you. you know, Coach. Uh, you know, the CCC, one of the biggest conferences in the state, and you know, uh, for those listening, uh, we've buried the hatchet on uh you know this is peacetime with pete and the ccc but have you know it is the biggest conference in the state there are a lot of teams and it's spread out you know each sport's kind of different the way that they kind of split up the divisions and the standings and all that kind of fun stuff uh but i'm looking at your schedule and you guys have seemed to have drawn all the big dogs this year which i think is great you know for southington one of the premier programs like maloney went to the state finals last year Glastonbury's always good. Windsor, Berlin's been to a handful of state finals. You got East Catholic on the schedule. Um, Newington towards the end of the year. Northwest Catholic's a good team. Um, but what have you learned about, you know, kind of maybe the state where it's like, not every conference is the same here. You know, you got the SEC, you got the SEC, the SWC, you know, all it's all kind of different. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Like I said, I'm just kind of getting used to it. You know, I always hear, when I first moved here, I heard FCAC, I heard SEC. Um, and, you know, the CCC, I guess, didn't get as much love as maybe, you know, they deserve because there are some good teams in that conference. I mean, you know, Glastonbury's good. I mean, Newington was good last year. Um, Hall's good. Connor, I mean, there's good teams. I mean, you know, for us, I was just talking about 80. My schedule is kind of loaded. I mean, we're, you know, we have a pretty tough schedule, um, you know. Uh, but the, the CCC is a very good conference, I think. I haven't been here long enough to see the other conferences. But, you know, I know the FCAC and the SEC, they got some big-time power arms. And, and, I, and I think – the difference that I've learned in, in year number two now is they, they got some guys that can throw it. And I think the velocity, I think in the CCC is a little bit less, to be honest with you. Um, and I think the FCAC and the SEC has those, those power arms, um, yeah. which is tough because when you go to the state playoffs um, and you haven't seen that many power arms, you know, going into the state playoffs. I mean, I mean, you see 90 plus out here. I mean, you could be in trouble. Bats aren't ready for that stuff at times, you know? Yeah. How do you adjust when you're when your kids are geared for 85 and then you're seeing 92? I mean, that's it seems like not much, but it's a lot, right? It, it is. I mean, you know, it's funny. You know, we played Maloney and and the the lefty they had um on the mound, Duffy. really good pitcher. He was 84. Yeah, Duffy, 84 to 86. Um, and we were behind beginning of the year. We were behind. Um, you know, good pitcher. You know, we weren't we weren't prepared, you know, because we weren't ready for the velocity so quick. And like I said, we're seeing a lot of like, you know, 75s to 78s. So when you even go from 75 to 78, now you're seeing 90 to 92. I mean, big jump the way we prepare. I mean, we, we do some pitching machine stuff. We bring it up close. We try to ramp it up as much as we can to get, you know, kids don't love hitting off the pitching machine. But it's really the only way to go. Um, you know, the normal BP of just kind of lobbing it in 45, 50 miles an hour is great. Um, but it doesn't help you really with high velo. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this: best year of my baseball career was uh, second grade off the pitching machines. So I was a fan. <laughs> That's good. That's I, I always good. hated the machines. I could never pick the ball up. I couldn't pick it up. Like I just it, couldn't do it. it. It's tough. It's tough. And we just we just used it the other day. You know, be, before the Cheshire game, we used the machine. You know, we wanted to you know kind of you know get a little bit of speed going up there. So uh, you know, it, it's been working for us lately. So. 
I'll tell you. A Do couple you find of years the kids ago, do? Go ahead, the Pete. Uh, I was going to say a couple of years ago um, when teams were trying to prepare for Mazzucato, and they weren't using the pitching machine to try and catch up to his fastball. They were like trying to make the pitching machine throw his curveball because like that was the only way that they were ever going to replicate it. Because the thing, I mean, it was. I don't know what the exact grade was, but Keith Law had it at like the best curveball in the draft. And like, how do you try and replicate that? And I was talking to coaches who are like, we're like trying to throw it in the dirt. We're trying. One coach was like, we use a pitching machine. I have no idea if it's going to work, but we got to try something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we, we do the best you can with what you got. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, coach, um, what do your kids, do you, follow your kids in the i've kind of asked this before but do you follow them in the offseason where they're playing i know they're spread out all over the place but since you can't be with them are you watching them in aau and the summer ball on the club ball or do you just wait for them to come in i mean no how do you... i kept track all summer um yeah you know I, I did go to games i went to the local games i mean i, I coach you know myself you know travel ball at the young at the younger age for my son um but i do i do follow um i do keep in touch with them the big thing i actually keep in touch with is pitch counts um, you know, when we left last year, um, I told, you know, certain players that, you know, we're going to be coming back, you know, be high end guys for us. Hey, you know, 75 to 85 pitches max, you know, in the week, you know, don't go over that. So I did, I did track a lot of pitches and sometimes, you know, they didn't follow directions. And I reached out to their summer, the summer coaches that I know or the, the owners and said, Hey, you know, we're trying to save these guys arms. You know, I, I don't know if you guys, I'm, I'm a big arm care guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am very, very strict on pitch counts. Um, I mean, our guys right now are going 55, 60 pitches max, and I pull them. You know, we're trying to get to that that end run, and we don't want to be tired at the end. Um, you know, Vince Borghese, big arm for us last year, right? He's going to post right now. He's a big arm. Um, you know, he kind of got he got a little tired in that state championship game. You know, we kind of used him towards the end, you know, because we needed to, you know, rely on him. But in the beginning of the season, I didn't throw him that much. Like 55, 60 pitches, I try to build them up slowly and try to get our bullpen to go to save these guys. So, but you know, in the long run, yeah, I do follow these guys over the summer and the fall. I watch their pitch counts. I try to look at stats as much as possible. I tell the guys, Hey, listen, you're probably going to play some first base this year. Can you get some reps over there? So I try to use these guys, you know, in travel baseball to, you know, hopefully they can get us ready for high school, but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. In I mean, general, that big I know thing every- with the, uh, with the pitch count and that's, that's kind of why the rule is there because for every coach like you and and I know a bunch who are very cautious of arm care and this, like there's a lot of summer travel coaches that you don't really know and you don't know what they're going to be throwing and how often yep. they're going to be throwing. And, you know, kids, they're young, they're teenagers. They don't want to say no, you know, they want the ball. They want to be there for their friends and their team. When, you know, if you take a further a wider view out, it's like, Hey, you have a long road. Yep. You have a future. You know, it's not all about this one game in, you know, July. Uh, that, that's a big thing. I tell these guys, I, I don't want to get these guys hurt. A lot of my guys at Southampton, they're going to play college baseball. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So we're, we're, we're trying to get them in a good arm care program, too. We try to get them in stretching routines. I noticed that, you know, guys, you know, they don't st- – even, even the starting pitchers, they don't have a great routine. They're in the travel ball showcase circuit right now where they're getting 15 to 20 minutes, if that to kind of get ready. So we're getting these guys on a 45 minute to an hour routine before the game to learn how to stretch the right way, to learn how to warm up the right way, you know, and get on the mound. So, you know, I wish a lot of stuff was kind of done before they got to high school, but you know, that's part of being a high school coach is you know, getting these guys ready and, and, and fixing things that they haven't learned over the years. Every case is different. Obviously every kid is different, but do you prefer a winter throwing schedule, fall ball, 
sort of no breaks from baseball or do you want them like playing football and playing soccer and playing basketball and maybe putting the ball down for a few months? Yeah. So, so I'm a, I'm a big guy that, that, you know, you know, 120 days, I'd like guys not to throw a baseball, you know, I, I'm a big guy. Um, I, I follow Dr. Andrews, you know, you know, uh, pretty highly. And he's a guy put the baseball down. If Dr. Andrews says, put the baseball down, I'm listening to that guy. Yeah, he knows, I, right. <laughs> he, he knows, um, you know, I, I'm not into, you know, the weighted baseballs and things like that. Just, it's not my thing. I'm not saying it's wrong or, it, you know, I it's just not my thing. Um, but I like the guys to put the balls down. You know, we got guys that play football. That, that's okay. Um, you know, you know, thing with football is the weightlifting is a little bit different. Those guys are all max effort and baseball. We're trying not to go into max effort, but you know, we work well with the coaches and, and that kind of works out. But yeah, we want the guys to put the ball down. Um, we don't have those guys start throwing until February 1st. So we kind of shut them down. Um, and again, we're working with travel ball, you know, they go as long as they come. So, you know, kind of at the mercy of some guys, but yeah, if they could put the ball down, that, that's kind of what we like to do. We have basketball guys too, which is great. No problem. I don't know if you're as old as me, but when I played, they told us not to lift weights for baseball at all. Obviously, that's not true anymore. So do you guys put your kids on a lifting regimen, you know, the kids that are not in football? We do. So we so we start our program November 1st. We do our weightlifting and conditioning. You know, big thing for us is high reps, lightweights. Um, we do a lot of plyometrics, things like that, dynamics. Um, and that's kind of our, our big thing. A lot of speed exercises that we're doing in the weight room and short bursts. So we don't lift heavy weights. We lift lightweights. But, yeah, we're in the offseason, you know, a couple of days a week from November until we start. How old is your son, by the way? He's 12. 12, okay. My kid's 11. So maybe they'll see each other out there on the, on the field at Sounds some point. Good to me. <laughs> Sounds good. Is he Cal Ripken, Little League? What do you guys got up there? Uh, he, plays, he plays for the Canes, Connecticut now. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's, so, in yeah, the club. Finished, he's on the club teams. Yeah, we finished Little League last year. We were at the South. We were actually uh, – we, we won the districts last year for South Little League, and then we went to the whatever was after districts. I forgot what's after districts. So is right he before. playing 60-90 now? Is he big field? No, we're still, he's still 12U, so we got 57. 57, yeah, got one, right. more, one more. This is our last season of 50-70, so, yep. 50-70 is a great program, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, 50, I mean it's just, you know, it's a distance. You know, we play a lot of tournaments. We do a lot of perfect game events. So we go to perfect game and play a lot. We're in New Jersey. We're in Massachusetts. A lot of travel. And so high-end stuff, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, I don't love coaching travel baseball, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time with your kid. That's why I always say, I'm like, it's valuable time with my kid. Like, <laughs> the, the older he gets, is the, is another year that I don't have to coach travel baseball. So right. that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you it's know, all the world, man. <laughs> let's uh, let's circle back there. So, coach, you know, I found this out last week. You are a Saint John the Baptist graduate, like myself, uh, on Long Island. Uh, so, and we were talking about it already. So Frank Mazzucato, let, let's go full circular. So Frank Mazzucato, uh, East Catholic pitchers with the uh, Columbia Fireflies, the uh, A team in Kansas City. Their pitching coach is John Habian. Oh, wow. John Habian. That. Yeah. So John Habian pitching the majors, played at St. John's, was the varsity coach when I was at St. John's, cut me twice okay. in high school. Uh, so I told Frankie uh, next so time you talk coach, him, smart. Yeah. Coach. Oh, very smart coach. Great coach. <laughs> but I told Frankie the next time he sees him, he's got to ask him why he cut me twice. Cause I was a real good team guy. Uh, no, but I'm kidding. That's but all- I just find it funny. You know, Frankie's thrown for, you know, my varsity baseball coach and where, you know, obviously you're a St. John's guy. You played high school, I believe with uh, my athletic director, Ralph Dalton, correct? Yeah. I played one year, one year with Ralph Dalton, JV. And then when I went to varsity as a sophomore, buddy, uh, buddy core was my coach. Yep. Um, remember buddy, I think the field's named after buddy. Cole. Yep. Yes, it is. 
Yeah. What a wild, small world. So we got a St. John the Baptist coach in Southington. We got a uh, Holy Trinity coach in North Haven and Joe Romanelli. I mean, we we're oh, he's a Trinity guy. Yeah, he's a year younger than I am. So he played with a bunch of kids that I know. And they're not kids. They're they're full-grown adults now. But, uh, yeah, and then we got Logan O'Hoppy, the catcher for the Los Angeles Angels, St. John the Baptist guy. I, I just saw that. I just saw yeah. that. Yep, that's great. So my great second baseman my second baseman in high school, Casey McKay, who played at CW Post, he's the varsity coach now at St. John's. He coached Logan. So, like, this St. John the Baptist just taking over. They are. I agree with you. I agree. And it's a great program. It's a great program. Yeah. That that it's so good. So I wasn't so good many Long Island guys here. Yeah, it was so, so good though. That's why guys. I didn't get to play. I do have. I was on JV though. Oh, if I got to hear about Scott every time we get like a Fairfield County guy on, Scott's like, you know, when I played for New Canaan. <laughs> uh, the FCAC. I, I got to get the one. FCAC. I got one. Come on, man. We've been doing this five years. I finally got a Long Island connection on the show. I think we've had more I'm here. Than one. It's good. It's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Scott, you got anything more? Or do we want to dive into our draft? Yeah, let's draft. Let's draft. All right. So the subject of the draft this week, I think we decided on best ballpark foods. Was that correct? Is that correct? Okay, cool. After senior, after senior Twitter, I wanted to go best uh, biggest pet peeves of baseball, but we went ballpark food. <laughs> uh, next time, next time. We'll go. We'll go time. <laughs> I'm verified now. It's all good, Scott. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, coach... by the way, messy dugout near the top. So that... <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <clears throat> all right. What do you got, Pete? All right. So, coach, since you are the guest, you will go first. Um, I'm going to go second in the randomizer. Scott, you're going to go third. It's a snake draft. So we'll go coach, Pete, Scott, Scott, Pete, coach, and then coach, Pete, Scott. We'll do three rounds since there's three of us. Uh, best ballpark foods. Coach, you're up first. What do you got with the first overall pick? For me, California, San Francisco Giants, lobster roll. Lobster roll. Wow! Surprise number one pick. I Surprise love it. number one pick. Now, I love it, that. It, is that butter or mayo? Is it hot or cold? Either or. There. Either or. Oh, yep. you get both. Okay. You eat which your choice. What you want? Yep. San Francisco Giants, the best lobster rolls around. Because Connecticut's oh, a, a hot butter one, and Massachusetts is the cold mayo one around in New England. So. Yep. Awesome. Wow. I love that. That's Great off the board. Pick. It's like Berlin football. You go to a football game. They have clam chowder. I'm like, why do you have clam oh, trailer really? at a football game? Yeah. It's That's not my good. thing. I get it, but it's not my thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a lobster roll. I love a good lobster roll. You go to lob roll out in Montauk. That's what's up. Another Long Island pitch. But um yep. oh, I like it. <laughs> Scott's outvoted today. <laughs> totally outvoted by the Long Island guy. <laughs> I saw John Leguizamo there once. Very nice guy. Oh. Uh, all right, with the uh, second overall pick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the classic. I'm gonna go with the hot dog. I mean, you're gonna find no one in the state that loves hot dogs as much as I do. And when you go to Palmer Field, I get. I mean, when I'm there for the championships, I mean, Scott could account. I eat about eight. Um, it gets. Rough, we rough had a contest wow. one year. I had a stomach ache. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go hot dogs. It's a staple. Scott, you get back to back. 
Yeah, my first pick uh, uh, is peanuts in a shell because you can just kind of sit there and work them over the whole game, right? You get a bag of them. They last for a while. You make a little pile underneath you. I like peanuts in a shell. Um, I'm a big sunflower seed guy too, but those get a, you need a cup if you're at a game because you can't be just spitting everywhere. So <laughs> if I'm standing somewhere like at my kids' game, sunflower seeds, but in a stadium, peanuts in a shell. Uh, and then I'm going to go, I'm taking one of yours, Pete, giant pretzel. Oh. Uh, the giant warm soft pretzel. The, those are awesome. I know. That's Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete. You're breaking my heart. That was my second round pick. You stole it right from I me. I know. I knew I was stealing it from you. Yeah, I was going to oh. get that one too, second. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With my second pick, I am going to go with Cracker Jacks. I'm really bad. I got like teeth problems. Not teeth problems. I've had I braces for like six years. I've had a lot of work done, so I can't really have them anymore because they're so sticky. But I just love it. You get in there, you got the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks, and then, the, you know, they have the little gift. I mean, I'm 33 years old. I still love looking at whatever the, the gift is in the Cracker Jack box. Like, and I'll probably leave it on the floor or in the bag. But at that moment, I'm like, wow, it's like I just got a toy. And then I just no idea where it goes. But I'm going to go with Cracker Jacks. Coach, you got back to back. What do you got? So I'm going to go with French fries. I'm going to go with French fries first, and then I'm going to go with nachos second. Nacho, are you cheese, jalapenos? What, what do we get on our nachos yeah, here? You know what? We're going to go. We're going to go nachos with cheese with a little bit light jalapeno. I can't do too many jalapenos, oh, but yeah. I like to have it. every once in a while. I like to have a jalapeno. So yes. Are, are they in a batting helmet? No, I, I don't want no. a batting helmet. I don't want like a, a big crate or something like that. a big, big. I don't want a helmet though. I don't like the little helmets. They get too messy for me. And San Fran, are those garlic fries or the regular fries? Either or, but they do garlic fries, but I like the regular fries. Okay. And I'm a That's Yankee a... fan, too. Just so you know, I'm a Yankee fan, not a Giant fan. I got to clear that up. For oh, I'm, a man, I'm with you. I'm with me. you. Yeah, you are oh, just getting outvoted are. all day. <laughs> I'm getting outvoted all day. Of course he is, yeah. <laughs> well, Scott's had the last laugh the last couple of years, so – um, all right, with my final one, and you talk about the helmet, I'm not going to pick them. I just got to bring up Dippin' Dots. I mean, when they came out in the little helmets, I mean, that was revolutionary. Future of ice cream. That's what they said. I never Future had, had Dippin' Dots. Never had Dippin' Dots. Really? Oh, wow. No. Dippin' Dots are good. I don't eat they ice cream good. at the games. My kids my kids do, but I don't eat ice cream at the games. All right, just, just grab an extra spoon. Make sure, you know, when you take Sammy to Fenway, make sure he gets yeah. Dippin' Dots and then just eat them. Okay. Just, just steal them. <laughs> All right, with my final pick, I just love getting these at Yankee Stadium. It's sausage and peppers. They got the nice doughy rolls. Oh, it's chef's kiss, sausage and peppers. Um, that's the way to go uh, for me personally. And Scott, you got the last one. Round us out with a really good selection. No pressure. Oh, man. I mean, I covered the, the only things I really ever eat are the hot dogs, pretzels, and peanuts. But – occasionally if you get to a place that has a good burger, I'll, I'll go with a good burger sometimes too, especially at some of the high schools. So a, a burger, I'll, I'll go with a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is my pick. final pick. Yeah. That's it. I get one last pick. That's it. That's it. we only did three that's rounds. Uh, that's, that's probably it. enough. Yeah. Well, I will say, and I don't know if you guys have been up to Hartford for a yard goats game yet. And this isn't at every yes, stadium, great. but they have the bears. This. They have the bears. Uh, whatever, what is it called? Bears Grill, or I don't even know what it's called, but it's like pulled yeah. pork on the on the cornbread and the mac and cheese. They don't have that at every stadium, so I didn't want to pick it, but that's like my go to whenever I go there. 
if we keep that's good. <laughs> when we went to the Yankee game last year or two years ago at Yankee Stadium, Sam got a soda, and on top of the soda was a, a bowl of chicken fingers like attached to the soda. Have you seen this? Yes, it's a horrifying <laughs> conglomeration, <laughs> but <laughs> he was really excited about it. <laughs> it's genius, right? You just you eat, and then you can just it was it wasn't a bad idea. It. it wasn't bad. You didn't have to hold two things. You don't have to put your drink down. It, it was fine. <laughs> listen, Coach. Thank you for having some fun with us here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, hopefully, we'll be up at games and see you in person really soon. And uh, you know, we think that Sellington's a, a pretty good team this year, so we think we'll see you in the state playoffs too. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Coach. Appreciate it. Let's Thanks, go coach. Cougars. Hey, yep, you got it. Talk to you soon. My new Long Island <laughs> that, buddy. That's right. <laughs> we are back on uh, As advertised, Stan Sotalo is awesome. Yep. Um, and as is a lot of times the case with coaches, the, the stuff that we didn't even record is sometimes more fun for us than you would talk to the guy about. But the interview itself was great. He gave us a great perspective, and man, the Long, Long Island stuff with you two was uh, was too much. It's small world. I know it's too much. Uh, it's small world. It's not though. too much. I love. I like it. I like it. It's, it's small world though. It's pretty crazy. Uh, that you know, I was like looking into him before we we in when we invited him on. I was like, oh, let me find some background. You know, this and this, and I stumbled upon his college page at Eastern Michigan, and it said high school St. John the Baptist, and I'm like. There's a lot of St. John the Baptist. So I sent him a message. I'm like, you didn't go to St. John the Baptist in West Islip. He's like, yeah, class of 97 or 98. He's like, why? I was like, huh, class 08, baby. Mm. Um, he had a much more successful baseball career at St. John's than I did. Um, but Lately. no, it was cool. It's it's such a small world. And um, it, it, it was fun to get to uh, to reminisce a little bit about my cougar days. Yeah, and his kid's 12, my kid's 11. I, maybe they'll meet on the baseball field oh, someday. Oh, my like God. His, his, his that would be pretty elite. We would have to yeah. have him on. We would have to have him on the show the week that they play. And then yeah. you guys could battle it out in like three years when they're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> the Sammy's the show is today. still going. Sam's on vacation. He's still he's, he's here today. Well, well, hopefully he listens to the show. Noise. If you heard a basketball bouncing, I'm right next to the window, and he's literally been outside playing basketball the whole time. <laughs> so I was like, don't bother me. <laughs> so oh, if you hear a thump thump through the whole podcast, that's him. That's my that's voice. Him. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a great interview, uh, for sure. And, it was uh, a great interview. We got um, to do yeah, a little fun draft. Fun draft. Uh, yeah, he surprised me with a lobster roll pick. I loved yeah. it. I like when, when people see go that coming. the box. I, I, I no, I saw a hot dog going number one, and it was definitely a surprise. But it fell to me too. I mean, lobster roll is so much better than that. Can't argue. Than a hot Can't dog argue. It. Uh, I've never had a lobster roll in a game, but I love. Well, maybe in rolls. San Francisco, yeah. you know, you're going to a game in San Francisco is a little bit different than going to a game in you know the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, Fenway's got lobster rolls, and Fenway's got clam chowder. Ooh. Um, but I've never gotten either at the game, though. I just I, would, I, can't I don't do know it. if I, I would. Ever I get, get a hot dog, chowder. pretzel, and peanuts. Yeah. Maybe if I was there freezing on an April night, I might go get. That's some why. Chowder, that's why I don't go to baseball games in April. It's too cold. It's really not. It's not conducive to baseball. You, really you, you want to clap. You got to put it down. Foul ball comes. Disaster. Foul chowder ball everywhere. Chowder everywhere. <laughs> Total mess. Oh man. Uh, the hot dog. I could. I could put down or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, we're having a lot of fun with these coaches. We're gonna have another coach on next week. Um, and you know, the baseball season's going now. We're gonna yeah. get, both of us are gonna be at some games uh, this week, next week. The conference schedule is really kick up uh, as, as this week rolls on, and it's getting to the good part. It's also like gonna be like seventy degrees this week, so seventy five. So like, can't wait, out, can't wait. We've been very lucky after the first day of the season. We've been very lucky. Not gonna say it, not gonna jinx, but we've been very lucky. Very lucky, and any warm day you get in April, but I will take that all day. Oh my god, yeah, all day, all day. <laughs> all right, we're overtired. Uh, we're overtired. We're overtired. Um, listen, for Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on High and Tight. Love you all.